listeners, welcome in to day 17 of November the Cadence Craft Collective. I'm Louise, your host, and today's prompt is natural. Oh, I forgot to say, November is where we talk about wool and all things woolly every day in November because in the Northern Hemisphere it's starting to get a little bitty cold. And Ellen, I said it wasn't cow weather, it's very much cow weather now. <laughs> It's all the wool weather now. I'm so cold. I'm sitting with my heater on. And actually, I have my new Granny Hexagon cardigan on today. But I do need to put a, a button on it yet. So I wore that today and I'm quite chuffed with it. Um, I'm not going about it too much in November because it's not made of natural colour. Or even wool. So that's for after we talk about all things wool. So, today, natural. I'm really tempted to sing, you make me feel, you make me feel like a natural sheepy. It's supposed to be woman, but sheepy. <laughs> Come on, you know, you're, you know you want to. You make me feel like a natural sheepy. <laughs> My head, that is hilarious. I don't know why you're not laughing. You and the bus, start laughing. It'll make them wonder what you're doing and then they might move away from you and you'll have more space. <laughs> so, natural. Sheep are not that many different colours. Not really. You kind of get from black to creamy white and brown and grey in between. But sheep tend to be kind of them colours. So, if you aren't a big on just them colours, then... Maybe today's not so much for you. However, I have a cunning plan for you. A plan so cunning it would fool the wiliest of foxes. If you aren't into just the sheep colours, you could go to naturally dyed fibres and have I got the right person for you? Black Isle Yarns. She dyes her yarns with natural fibres. And whilst they're not like really, really, really deep colours because you can't get that particularly from natural fibres. Um, not fibres, but natural dyeing. Although I could argue that, maybe indigo, because whilst it is quite abrasive, it's still natural. So maybe I'm wrong. But she does dye the most gorgeous of fab fabric yarns. So... Do head over to just have a wee looky at what she's up to because there's always something going on with Julie down in the Black Isle. And if you do meet her in person, she's really nice to speak to. And all the times I've met her over the years, um, I do always go over and say hello and try and buy some of her yarn. So maybe you're like, I'm not sold on this. It has to be a really bright colour. Thing, could have your indigo bright colour but sometimes you know just sometimes it's really nice not to need the colour because you get lots of beiges and sort of creams or greys all the way through to the blacks and you can mix and match them together or you could just have them all one colour and then you could maybe base the rest of your outfit around that base colour so you've got your foundation colour of your grey cardigan and then you could maybe put that over a pink dress. 
So, you know, shouldn't let it stop you. Thinking, no, all my wool has to be dyed bright. Or, look, chemically artificially dyed. Not that there's particularly anything wrong with it, as long as your chemicals aren't bad chemicals. Or you maybe need to actually think about where your dye is actually coming from because it does take quite a lot of ecological thinking. Like when you dye something, it takes a lot of water, and then you've got the actual chemical, and it takes water to make the chemical. <laughs> when you start breaking things down ecologically, it can be quite uneconomical in water and water is quite a precious um, resource so something to think about now patterns that you could do for natural colors of shape um haps haps will look amazing in natural wool colors you could have it, like I said before, all one colour or different shades. Because nature shades are absolutely stupendous. Um, you can have a whole gradient of a colour wheel type of... Well, it is kind of like one shade of sheep. But you can sometimes get that from one sheep because sheep sometimes have spots on them of colour. Let's see, a brown and white i'm thinking jacob so they could have like really dark browns almost blacks in some of their spots and then they have white parts on them so if you split that when you have got or whoever's doing the dyeing and not dyeing the spinning for you or you're spinning yourself what you do is you get your fleece and split it into bits and then work it out so you could have your jumper all from the one sheep but with different colors or you could have your different sheepies in your same jumper. However, I think sometimes, unless it's blended together and when you're spinning, it's better to maybe just have the same fibre all the way through your garment. Unless you do a very good uh, tension square so that you know that it's not going to wear wrongly or one part's going to felt down more than the other part. Or stretch the other way round. Um, you could have a vivid blanket. Um, and this is vivid. Pretty sure it's called vivid. With the tin can knits, they did a really wonderful square, and then sew them together. And what have you got? Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Um, a blanket. And, or you could have even just a granny square blanket if you're doing crochet, and have your different shades of your sheep. And you can also say if you're doing um, what we've done before and working out different types of sheep that you like and for trying out different sheepies or variety of breeds, then um, I remember Louise taking along this blanket and they were all different sheep. And it's quite a nice way of putting together all that work that you've done a tension square on and then sort of sewn it together. That's not really going to matter for washing and wearing it because you're not really going to wash that too often. And I suppose the, the blanket itself, um, if you sort of then sew it together and you've got different sheep in it, then that really won't matter because it's going to be as one 
and it's all going to be treated in the same I think I thought it's just maybe with a, a, a jumper because the way I would do it is my, my arms or my jumper would be different and the body would maybe shrink down and I'd have these big long arms so that's kind of what I'm saying thinking I don't want you to do probably isn't the way it works but you know or then you think about an Icelandic jumper with the beautiful um, feral technique across the yoke and you know they're different colours and most of them tend to be in natural colours and they certainly use natural sheep wool undyed mostly that made sense in my head I haven't written any of this down can you tell listeners um did you make it yourself on Instagram um she was wearing a really nice hand spun cardigan the other day and it was in two blended sheep I think it was merino and manx locked in it was two breeds I had certainly heard of anyway and um, it was garter stitched the whole thing and it was really nice and it was a natural colour and um, then again she had a beautiful coloured shawl over the top of it so she was using it as a base layer to then use the pop of colour around her neck to make her outfit sing but maybe you just want a really dark brown jumper and you can get a dark brown jumper from dark brown sheepy yarn and I saw on Instagrams today as well kind of mind who put, posted it but it said that a black sheep's wool is no less warm than a white sheep's wool so sometimes look no further than your dark coloured yarns I remember being and I don't know why but I remember being quite surprised when a long time ago the Jacob farmer who I was talking to said that the dark sheep like the, um, if it's not just white so if it's dark grey and a brown and black sheep the, their yarn doesn't have as much a value of it because it isn't able to be dyed over as easily which I suppose is absolutely common sense but it's also the, I don't see why there's no use for it because brown people like brown jumpers people like black jumpers people like grey jumpers so to me the market should still be there um and sometimes we need to get away from it has to have colour in it because it doesn't always have to. It can just be this beautiful natural base to what it is you need and then you can add your pops of colour and then you can always do these pops of colour in using natural dyes. So, oh listeners, splaffing for 11 minutes 30. So, when next time you're standing there in front of all the natural colours, just ask yourself, does this make you feel like a natural sheepy? <laughs> On that note, listeners, I'm going to have some more ginger tea because I still feel rotten. <laughs> Not as bad, but yeah, the um, bugle playing child is today. And then the wonderful worky doo-doo came to fix something, made a loud banging noises for quite a considerable time. So my poor head's sore. <laughs> I'm going to go and stop talking. I hope you have a lovely Friday and I shall speak to you more tomorrow when I've got to pick a breed. And any breed, any breed will do, except the ones I've already chosen. It's okay, I've found my fibre and fleece book and I'm not afraid to use it. So keep on crafting. Sure.